Hello, it's Basha Cummings here. I'm an editor at Tortoise, which is the home of Sweet Bobby, Hoaxed and many more award-winning investigative podcasts. I'm here to tell you about Tortoise Investigates, where we curate the best of our chart-topping investigations in one place. Everything from extraordinary tales of deception to a suspicious killing to one mother's decades-long fight with the police. Just search for Tortoise Investigates wherever you get your podcasts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We're going live. Hiya. Uh, John Wedger here. I'm an ex-Scotland Yard detective. And now I dedicate my time really sort of exposing organised child abuse cover-ups and giving people the platform to speak out about their abuse. When my producer Gemma and I started looking into the Hampstead hoax, we watched a lot of videos like this one. I'm with um, a guy that I've known for a while and someone who's been highly recommended, even before I knew him, for me to speak to. He's an ex-military guy. Um, He's from the Far East and he's dedicated decades now to investigating and exposing something which is termed SRA, which is Satanic Ritual Abuse. Conspiracy theorists interviewing each other about Hampstead, about Satanic Ritual Abuse, about how it's all being covered up by a powerful elite. Now, we had recently these two children that came forward uh, and mentioned about abuse that was going on in the Hampstead area, and anyone who seems to be on the path to support these children has found themselves before a court. I have no doubt that these groups are controlled and dominated by Satanists. And I was even warned, you know, speak about anything, but you talk about SRA, you're in a world of trouble. I've got to confess, we both got a bit sidetracked. Spending hours watching these guys, clicking on one link after another, binging on the craziness of it all. They believe that they are pleasing the devil by torturing their victims. They believe that they will get more power because at the core of Satanism is the ruthless pursuit of power. It probably wasn't that healthy, being sucked into this twilight zone where all people talk about are horrific crimes, murders, torture, sacrifice. We've just been through interviewing some prostitutes uh, back in the 90s who were selling their babies for £2,000. But it was all relevant. Because as well as trying to understand Ella Draper and Abraham Christie and why they concocted the Hampstead hoax, I wanted to know why so many other people believed it too. 
And I had a theory. It's called the proximity to respectability. You won't find this in an academic paper. It's Alexei's unscientific two-pronged theory on conspiracies and why they spread. And the first part of this theory is, it's not just about the story. It's about the person telling it. Take the video I just played you. It's hosted by a guy called John Wedger, a former senior policeman. He's worked in Vice, on the drug squad. He was on the front line for years. And he's talking to a man called Wilfred Wong, a human rights barrister from North London, educated, urbane, professional. On the face of it, these are respectable people, people that you'd believe, that you'd trust. And the second prong of Alexei's totally not peer-reviewed theory on how conspiracies spread is this. A successful hoax needs important people to listen. I've been covering the issue of Satanist ritual abuse for 26 years, and I organized at least four meetings so far on SRA at the House of Commons. From Tortoise, I'm Alexei Mostros, and this is Hoaxed. Episode 4, Infiltration. When Ella Draper was looking for someone to represent her in her family court case in 2014, she came across Sabine McNeil and Belinda McKenzie and their organisation, the Association of McKenzie Friends. And this association must have seemed kosher because right there on its website and on its business cards was the name of its patron, a British politician called John Hemming. He was always very, very uh, pro our issues. For 10 years, John Hemming was an outspoken member of the British Parliament. His position gave him a badge of authority, something that Sabine knew would be really useful to her. I, I asked him in the end whether he would become our sponsor. And so John Hemming agreed, and the other MP was Austin Mitchell. I wanted to understand the nature of Hemming's relationship with Sabine and just how far his patronage had helped her to promote the Hampstead hoax. Right, let's call John Hemming. Are we rolling? Okay. John Hemming. Uh, hello, my name is Alexei Mostris. I'm a journalist at Tortoise Media. I wanted to ask John Hemming about Sabine, how he'd met her, how a member of parliament like him had got involved with these people. So now we're trying to do a, a kind of proper deep dive into it. And, and we've interviewed Sabine McNeil as part of our investigation. And she mentioned that um, she mentioned her work with you. She set up a thing called Association of Mackenzie Friends. And people set up these things and they ask various parliamentarians to be patrons of these organisations. Potentially, if they want a meeting in the House of Commons, I might let them have a meeting with me or Austin Mitchell there. And you go to the meeting and you hear what's going on at the meeting. Austin Mitchell was another MP who agreed to be patron of the Association of Mackenzie Friends. He's dead now. I agreed to have meetings in Parliament. You know, when you're a patron of an organisation, 
you're not reviewing everything in detail. According to John Hemming, his involvement was limited to letting Sabine hold a few meetings in the House of Commons. But I think that his patronage offered Sabine much more than that. His name gave her instant authority. It opened doors, and it helped Sabine gain access to some really surprising places. Places like the European Parliament. I went to Brussels about a dozen times. I was also invited to give a seminar once. At the European Parliament? Yeah, but the Petitions Committee, not the Parliament as a whole. But the Petitions Committee is a very impressive... uh, I mean, I can send you the link to the video. It's an impressive space. She didn't send me a link, but that's okay because I already had it. Sabine addressed European politicians at least twice, once in 2014 and again two years later. When I discovered this, it slightly took my breath away. Here was a woman who was jailed for nine years for horrific stalking and harassment, in part for hacking into a mother's computer, stealing a photo of her nine-year-old daughter and labelling her the star of a sex show. At the same time as she was committing those offences, Sabine was given a platform to speak to some of Europe's most powerful figures, addressing them in a smart black trouser suit, looking more like a diplomat than a conspiracy theorist. And how had she got into this elevated position? She petitioned the Parliament in Brussels for an audience, and she'd used John Hemming's name as currency. And I am speaking on behalf of 1,000 children taken a month in the UK. That's why we are here today. We are here crying for help. There are children screaming to be heard. If you don't hear those children scream, who will? John Hemming is the only MP who stands up regularly. Sabine initially talked to the politicians about Britain's family courts and how, in her view, they were stealing children. But as soon as she got behind the podium, she couldn't help speaking about her other obsession, satanic ritual abuse. This is just, once again, the evidence that I'm not alone. Satanic abuse is a phenomenon that cannot be denied. The big questions are, what next? Where do we go from here? When I think about how someone like Sabine could gain the support of senior politicians, I think about a type of scam called bait and switch. It's an old one. The scammer advertises a brand new product to the customer and then at the last minute switches it out for a dodgier model. Sabine and Belinda were the scammers and John Hemming appears to have been the mark. They knew they couldn't get political support by openly complaining about satanic abuse. So they approached politicians around less contentious issues. And it helped that John Hemming, like Sabine, thought that Britain's family courts needed wholesale reform. But it's still surprising that he didn't look further, didn't ask what else Sabine and Belinda were up to. Because the two women were controversial way before Hampstead. Belinda especially had a history of supporting contentious organisations. 
Did you ever meet or work with a woman called Belinda McKenzie? She was also associated with Sabine McNeil. I think she might have a really checkered history. I'm not sure. I talk to loads of people. If I employ somebody, for instance, or if I pay somebody, then I obviously need to check things out. You know, I'm talking to you without checking you out. One day I dealt with 140-odd different media inquiries. You, you, don't, you don't check everybody out. In January 2015, John Hemming left the Association of Mackenzie Friends. He was concerned at the direction it was heading. I warned Sabine that basically what was going on was fabricated by the mother, but Sabine took no notice. John Hemming may have parted ways with Sabine McNeil, but arguably the damage had already been done. By giving Sabine his support in the first place, he had enabled her. And Sabine wasn't the only conspiracy theorist who'd been helped by a politician. Hello and welcome to UK Column Live. I'm your host, Brian Gerrish, and I've got with me in the studio Wilfred Wong. Hello. Hello. And uh, Wilfred is a very experienced child protection campaigner, some 22 years experience. He was uh, originally trained as a barrister, but his particular uh, expertise is satanic ritual abuse. Do you remember Wilfred Wong? He was one of the two guys talking at the start of this episode, the human rights barrister from North London. Wong is a legend among the members of Conspiracy Inc. He's been talking about satanic abuse since the 1990s. And he was a really important pusher of the Hampstead hoax. Yeah, we need to publicize the, the facts of the Hampstead case to keep the case alive and to expose the cover-up. Because until we expose what's really going on publicly and extensively, the Satanists will just continue to grow from strength to strength. Wilfred Wong is pretty extreme, even for a satanic conspiracy theorist. He's gone on stakeouts across the country, looking for Satanists on Halloween, expecting to spot bodies hanging from trees, a sign, he says, of satanic activity. And in 2020, he did something truly awful. But before I tell you about that, I just need to pause for a moment and talk about what Wilfred Wong was doing a few years before that point. Because at the same time as Wong was promoting satanic conspiracy theories like Hampstead, he was working as a parliamentary lobbyist in Westminster. A position he held for almost two decades, working for a lobbying group that promoted Christian values. Wong was a Westminster insider, he had an office in Parliament, a security pass, he had the power to host meetings, and he had a direct line to MPs. I suppose if, there's, if there are kind of three things which, which kind of come to mind when I'm thinking about Wilfred Wong and why his story is so shocking. My colleague Xavier Greenwood has been looking into Wilfred Wong. I think one of them is the fact that he was introduced to satanic ritual abuse by a sitting MP, Geoffrey Dickens. He was fairly openly, as far as I could see, organising meetings on satanic ritual abuse in Parliament. You know, they were attended by politicians. One of them was even even chaired by a, an MP who ended up in the House of Lords. 
And then I suppose a kind of third strand of what what shocked me about Wilfred Wong is the fact that he was he was being fairly publicly praised for his work. You know, there are several mentions in the House of Commons records of Wilfred Wong, and you can even find a clip of Sir Edward Lee, the you know long-standing Tory MP, talking about Wong's great work on parliamentary TV. And I pay tribute to Mr. Wilfred Wong, who for twenty years has helped members of parliament raise the plight of persecuted Christians in numerous letters to the Foreign Office. Xavier told me that Sir Edward was really close to Wilfred Wong. So close, in fact, that he gave Wong a character reference just last year, when Wilfred Wong was on trial for kidnapping. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. On a cold Wednesday afternoon in early November 2020, Wilfred Wong and a woman called Dr Anka Hill waited on a cul-de-sac in Anglesey, Wales, for a boy to arrive home from school. They'd been planning this for months. They got burner phones, a hire car, false number plates, and had prepared to communicate with each other in code. As the child's foster mum pulled up outside her house... Wilfred Wong and Anka Hill struck. She wrestled the child out of his car seat while he held a knife at the foster carer's throat until, screaming and hysterical, she let the boy go and the pair bundled him into a waiting car. Wong slashed one of the foster carer's tyres to stop her from chasing them and the pair drove off. 
they'd planned to smuggle the boy out of the country, but were picked up by armed police four hours away from his home. At their trial last year, a court heard that Wilfred Wong and Anka Hill wanted to snatch the boy because they believed he was being abused, abused by a satanic cult that supposedly included the child's father. The police established that no cult existed, but that didn't matter. Last year, Wilfred Wong was sentenced to 17 years in prison for kidnapping. Anka Hill got 14 years. The judge found that the pair had caused unspeakable misery and harm to the child. The facts of this case are chillingly similar to Hampstead. For years, the Hampstead parents had been terrified that a conspiracy theorist would come and kidnap their children. And Wilfred Wong had shown how easily it could have happened to them. Wilfred Wong and Sabine McNeil had shown me just how far the Hampstead hoax had gone, beyond the internet, right into the corridors of power. And it wasn't just those two. John Wedger, the former police officer who interviewed Wilfred Wong and who also believes in satanic ritual abuse, had several meetings with government ministers, including the Minister for Policing, a man with ultimate responsibility for investigating child abuse cases. But all this didn't get me much closer to answering the question I'd become slightly obsessed with. Why did this whole thing happen in the first place? Why did Ella Draper, the mother of the Hampstead children, and her partner, Abraham, make up the hoax? At this point, I couldn't ask Ella. She wasn't even opening my emails, let alone responding to them. So I decided to switch focus to Abraham. I wanted to know everything about him. We tracked down a former friend, an ex-partner, stepchildren. We review all his social media messages to get a sense of what he's up to and where he might be. I even asked Daniel Mackey, a specialist in open source intelligence, that's someone who can extract hard-to-get information from the internet, for help. I found a 2017 record on this Cash Money for Silver.com website listing Abraham Christie as the registrant with an email address 23, as in the number 23, 23 at live.co.uk. So I checked to see if there's anything else linked to that. When I ran it through a different tool that I have, I found a Skype profile that was registered to that email address using the alias name Aaron Skywalker. One of the first things we discover is that Hampstead is not Abraham's first rodeo. He has been a conspiracy theorist for years. I'll tell you who else is involved. Tony Blair is involved in the fraud, in the, in the Finchley Road fraud. Who else is involved? Prince Andrew. He is involved in Hampstead cover-up. And the second, that he's almost certainly living in Morocco. Remember, Morocco is hugely significant in this story. It's where Ella and Abraham took Ella's children in the summer of 2014. After a few weeks, we narrow Abraham's location down to three places. A town called Chefchaouen, famous for its blue painted houses. Somewhere near Katama in the Rift Mountains, 
and Marrakesh, the main tourist city in Morocco. Katama is a protected region in Morocco where growing cannabis is basically legal. Since we know Abraham uses cannabis to make his smoothies, this makes a lot of sense. But I know it'll be almost impossible to find Abraham in Katama. I've heard it's a lawless region, and we've got no real clues as to exactly where in the mountains he might be. As for Chef Shawan, we've seen pictures of Abraham there, but he could have just been passing through. So we concentrate on Marrakesh. We've been told that Abraham co-owns a house there with his ex-wife, someone who he'd been with for years before Ella. This fits in with what we can see on Abraham's Instagram, pictures of him exercising or making smoothies in a Riyadh in Marrakesh. A Riyadh is what some houses in Morocco are called. Our source says that this house, this Riyadh, is currently up for sale. This is what we need to track down, so I asked my colleague, Xavier, to see if he can find any more clues. So you sent me through a few pictures of the Riyadh which had been posted on Abraham's Instagram accounts. The first thing I did was look through Abraham's close contacts on Instagram and through them I was able to find a few more pictures. Xavier takes these pictures and starts cross-checking them against property websites in Marrakesh to see if he can spot anything. And eventually he finds the Riyadh. It's advertised on this small real estate website catering to expats looking to buy property in the city. It has the distinctive tree in the yard, it has these white railings, it has the same kind of markings on the rooftop. Zav contacts the person behind the website, the guy selling the property, who happens to be British. Good evening, Xavier. Sorry I couldn't take your call. I was uh, in an important meeting which uh, went on longer than expected. Listen, I know... And I know... Abraham, Ibrahim, whatever you want to call him. I've known them both for years. They own the house 50-50. So I don't really have anything to add to that. It's a, it's a messy divorce and, you know, I, I don't have any further comment, really. This is a real result. For the first time, we know for sure that Abraham does own a specific property in Marrakesh. We know roughly what area of Marrakesh it's in, thanks to the description on the property website. We still don't have an exact address. The property website doesn't give that level of detail and the British estate agent refuses to give us any more information. We know that if we're going to find Abraham in Morocco, tracking down this Riyadh is our best hope. I think we need to go find Abraham. Yeah. We were going to Marrakesh, but a few days before we travel, I discover something else. Something that makes me think it might be Abraham, not Ella, who was pulling the strings all along. Something that makes me question even more why police failed to take any action against this guy back in 2014. Hey Gemma, um, I know that you're just about to get on a flight. Uh, I was just checking out Abraham Christie's Instagram page, you know, as you do on a Sunday. And normally it's full of kind of boring posts about like the nutritional value of hemp. But today he's posted an attack, a direct attack on his former partner 
the main post is big picture of the former partner's face and he's accusing her of being satanic, being demonic, playing with Ouija boards and covering up uh, sexual abuse involving her children. But then all of Abraham's former partner's kids have weighed in on the comment section and basically have kind of publicly accused Abraham of perpetrating like 20 years of physical and mental abuse against them. Some of the details are stunningly similar to Hampstead. Next time on Hoaxed. I hear allegations about Abraham's murky past. Just to confirm, the only person who ever abused me was you. The only person who held me down and beat me was you. The only abuser I lied for was you. We get help tracking down his Riyadh. If we locate a door, we can try to get into another Riyadh's rooftop, pretending to have lunch or something like this, and try to look for this roof from there. Yeah, that's a good idea, um, to get yeah. high up. And I discover that this Tottenham grifter has transformed himself into a guru. Well, he is one of the dealers that I'm getting like weed from it, but like he's saying that he's not a dealer, he's a healer. And you know this guy by what name? By Abraham. In a response to us, John Hemming denied that his support of the Association of Mackenzie Friends had any substantial effect. He said that it was important that people should be allowed to attend meetings in Parliament about issues they're concerned about. Hoaxed was brought to you by me, Alexi Mostras, Gemma Newby, Imi Harper and Xavier Greenwood. Sound design is by Eloise Whitmore. Our executive producer is Basha Cummings. If you have a second, it would mean a lot to us if you could give us a rating or a review on whichever platform you get your podcasts. Reviews make a huge difference as they really help us get the show out there and reach more listeners. And we're still following this story, so if you've got any tips or hints, you can email us at hoaxed@tortoisemedia.com. If you can't wait a week for the next instalment, join Tortoise Plus on Apple Podcasts or join Tortoise as a member to get access to episodes 5 and 6 today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.